Welcome to the family with L.A. Nick, Alex Bernard Rasmussen, and Abraham Bernard. A couple of special guests coming up Dr. Jacob Merman and Tom Lehman will join us right after this with the family. Tommy, it's quiz time. Ooh, I love quiz time. Let me guess. Breck called and they want their diploma back. Easy. I earned that fair and square. In fact, it's right. Ah, well, look what you made me do. Sorry. So what's the question? So you've heard about the new car inventory shortages, right? Yeah, you've mentioned it about a million times. Guess how many 2021 Rogues we have in stock at Burnsville Nissan and Coon Rapids Nissan? Mm, seven. Close. The actual number is 209. A lot of Nissan dealers are really low, but we're in good shape for the next month or so. So there's no reason to hurry? That's not great messaging. How about don't dawdle? There's a word you don't hear often there, Monty Burns. Yeah, funny. Anyway, the all-new 2021 Rogue is a great vehicle, and we're lucky enough to have a bunch. We've got great leases, and they all come with Walzer Care, which is a 10-year warranty for free. But wait, there's more. Read this. Coon Rapids Nissan and Burnsville Nissan want your trade and will give you an extra $1,000. That's pretty cool. Go to Coon Rapids Nissan or WalzerNissan.com for details. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who've been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Moving soon? Tom Bernard here with my friend John Schwartz, co-owner of AAA Movers, local and family-owned since 1964. John, you and your staff do a lot more than just move. Tommy, we do. We move residential and commercial, local and long distance. Folks love our decluttering service, especially if you want to stage a home for a sale. We can store your belongings while in between homes, junk hauling with junk luggers, including a service for items you wish to donate to the less fortunate. And if you need to move your car, we do that too. And at a great price. Can it get any better? Yes, it can. Mention Tom Bernard or KQ, and you'll receive a free moving box kit with every move. And you'll save 50 bucks off junk removal with junk luggers. Your move is always triple guaranteed with AAA Movers. That's their price guarantee, safety guarantee, and satisfaction guarantee. Call 612-588-MOVE or online at aaamovers.com. AAA Movers. You may not move every day, but they do. We're rocking out, man. That's all I know. We are back. Andy, our guest, ready to go? Uh, they're not till much later. But we do have Officer Dave. Oh, 1245. Oh, it's just the last segment. Yeah. Okay. Good. I'm glad you pointed out. I didn't even look. But we do have Officer Dave. Whether we want them or not, you know, it's a different story. <laughs> have you put in your two weeks' notice yet? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> yep. not, not yet. Not it yet, takes huh? Three weeks in order with this city, but yeah, not quite yet. Oh. I got a little ways to go yet. 
So, Officer Dave, there's it's Copper Week coming up, isn't it? It is. It is Fuzz Week. You got it. Boo! Fuzz. Boo! The Fuzz. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's right now, right? Didn't it start? Yeah, it is. It, yeah, it, it, started, it started on the 9th, and yeah. it goes through uh, the 15th. Saturday is, is the uh, Police Officer Memorial Day. Um, it was started in 1962 by President Kennedy. Um, so, I'm just... Uh, first of all, so appreciate you giving me the time, time to talk about this. No, not a problem um, at all. Yeah, Ed, uh, we've got uh, this year we're doing starting to walk <clears throat> in Blue Line, uh, the Lima Honor Guard, which is an uh, association that I'm fortunate enough to be. Somehow they thought I was good enough to join them. Um, and we're police officers from every state corner of the state, county, sheriffs, state patrol, local law enforcement, we're all come together, 25 of us, 30 of us to do this. Um, we start walking the thin blue line on Friday night at 8 o'clock, and we're actually not encouraging anyone to come see it happen. We're not doing We're going to do everything virtually again this year okay. um, like we did last year. But it will be shown recorded and and shown on facebook at 7 p.m uh on the lima uh facebook page and i'm just encouraging everybody if they can check it out to take a look and see what we do for you know i heard on the morning show today uh the guys from hairball talk about what they do for yep for law enforcement which yep. is phenomenal made it me great made me tear up it was amazing um just like i say that kind of stuff we support the families of the fallen that's what our main mission is the honor guard is to provide them the i guess maybe the respect that the the fallen deserve uh, that's kind of what we do so i'm just like i say encouraging everybody to to come take a look and and check us out on friday night at seven that is a great deal. So you're going to be there uh, in attendance? I will. I will be walking the line from 1 a.m. to 5 a.m. Oh, wow. It's a long line. I know. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, a long line now. I get to take a break every once in a while. Um, there'll be four of us swapping out from 1 to 5. They get, there'll, they... be, there'll be a team. Team of four from eight to one. They have a beer truck going, goes, beer truck following next to you. Ooh, <laughs> I like it. I like it. I'd be okay, but I don't think I don't think that that would go over too big with uh, with Lima or anybody else. Probably not. Probably so. yeah, not. But I tell you, one of the things that I look back on and I really, really enjoy, and people at first didn't believe me that it was true, and then of course a lot of other people said, "Oh yeah, it's very common actually." When I was a little boy, my mother's family, half the guys were cops and the other half were thugs. Oh, absolutely. It's hilarious. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. I I remember, (laughs) I can remember it like it was yesterday. My grandfather, my mom's dad, he was a gambler, and then he got in debt with the mob, Philadelphia, South Philly, got in debt. So he had a big house up in Germantown, and they said, well, to pay off your debt, we're going to take your top floor and run numbers out of there. So I used to walk in there, and there'd be tables the size of this, big conference tables, and there'd be bowls of water 
all on the table. And I always wonder, what's the bowls of water for, Pops? And and he goes, because watch. And he they would take the paper that they wrote the numbers on. It was rice paper. No. And they throw out the balls of, ball of water and be gone. So if they ever got raided, everything just went in the water. Oh, and there worked. was a telephone on each on each seat. Hmm. And uh, he did that for years to pay off his debt. Well, all the time, the cops would come there, and they would sit. They, they, there was a beat cop, and he'd, they'd well, come up, say, hey, Joe, I need to talk to you tonight. And they'd, sit, they'd sit on the front porch on the rocking chairs <laughs> and, and chit-chat, like the, how my grandfather was a criminal. That's how it was. I'm telling <laughs> yeah. you. that's People don't realize that's how it is but a I, lot. But, but I remember my, I remember one day hearing, hearing him say, yeah, the, you know, we'll keep it, we'll keep it, you know, the volume down and... Because yeah. I think it was at that time it was an issue about people coming to the house to give them numbers, and they say, "Hey, you can't, right. you can't do that. You, you can't have people coming here right, giving right. numbers. You do yeah. it all, do it over the phone." But I that's just, how yeah. it was then, and, and mm-hmm. I think I think getting rid of beat cops was a big mistake. I agree. Knowing your neighborhood cop was a, a, a valuable thing to have. Yeah, and see, that's that's what I strive to do. Uh, with my career and how I've tried to be, I've always wanted to be the guy that everybody knew who I was and, you know, could say anything, shoot me a, a line and say, hey, I got this problem going on, I got that problem going on, what, you know, what do I do, how do I get by it, how do I get through it, whatever. And I think I've stre- pretty much secured that with Laura the little tumbleweed town I work in. So at one point but, I had, but yeah, exactly. At one point I knew almost eighty percent of the officers in the city of Minneapolis, and I had Rondo on speed dial and mac and cheese. I had like almost every cop downtown that I per- they came to my house for dinner. I knew them right, all. Yeah. If I had an issue, I I didn't call them. I want to call them. They I knew they were on patrol. Yeah. I called Rondo a million times. Hey Rondo, there's people fighting on the on, right in front of my door. And oh yeah. When Rondo was yeah. running the first precinct. And knowing the cops is a big difference to personally know no them. No doubt about it. They need to bring that yeah. back to where you know your cops. I, and I noticed when I lived in L.A., you'll never know a cop in L.A. Every time you call a cop, different, five different cops show up. Yeah, that's true. You'll never know a cop. Yeah, yeah one of my favorite things. population-driven. I, uh, um, I don't want to say his name because he's one of the nicest guys I ever met, but there was a Minneapolis police chief several years ago. And his brother, yeah, just younger than him, his brother spent pretty much his whole life in prison. Yeah, it's He's common. a chief of police and his brother's in prison. It's, it's actually kind of common. It's very common. common. It is. Yeah. People don't realize it. Yeah. So how many people you got in prison, Officer Dave? <laughs> how many people? Actually, surprisingly, none. There's really? There's a few I should put in prison, but no, none. What the hell kind of cop are you? Don't even have any thugs in jail that are related to you. <laughs> I know. It's kind of weird. I, don't I guess know. my family grew up on the up and up. I don't know. Yeah, the, the family came up on the up and up. That's exactly what it was. But so, what can people can people donate? Can, what can people do uh, uh, this uh, upcoming? Yeah. Well, not the upcoming. We're in the middle of the week. Yeah, now. It's now. Yeah, yeah. They they could send a donation to the Minnesota Law Enforcement Memorial Association, uh, mnlima.org, I do believe, um, and whatever they want to do because every dime of that goes to the families of the of the fallen not not to us not to the board right, not to anybody right. it goes directly to the families so you know uh, 
Bill Matthews' wife and son, they still get stuff from Lima, you know, four years later. And Sean Silvera and all of these, it's, you know, that's where our money goes. Um, so we that's that's kind of the way we use our funds and what it's what yeah. the whole. I'll tell you, one of the most emotional, hardest things I've ever went through, I, I unfortunately had been to two officers funerals oh yeah and going to a law enforcement funeral is brutal man it's jesse garcia baby it is just a a tearjerker man it's brutal and you know it's it's the whole police force minneapolis police force was there and it it was a tough thing to experience yeah it is yeah it's it's very much a military run funeral if it's line of duty death yeah um very very rigid very very scripted out and and given the the, the respect that every officer who gives his life in just, the line of duty. The, the hardest part when they're walking the casket to the hearse, it took like tw- they walk in these micro steps like a hair yeah, step, they do, yeah. and it took like twenty minutes. And yep. I'm just bawling my eyes out because it was one of my close friends. I talked to this guy every right. day. Yeah, and he yeah. He, he worked the no, cor- he worked the corner at Seventh Street. I talked to the guy every day, and that yeah, was it was a tough thing to deal with. That's was a I don't know how cops can do it. They don't. They don't let me uh, do that part of it because I'm too tall. I'm so much taller than <laughs> everybody. Yeah, else. I would imagine. Like I'd have to be bending over to carry the casket. So I get to hold the American flag. That's what I. There you go. What they decided I was good to do. So. You know. Uh, but, yeah, that's. I appreciate the time so much, Tom. It just can't not, tell you enough how much I, I well, love you. We all it. appreciate your Thanks. service. So. Yep. We do. All right, Officer Dave, get out there and run somebody over or something. Okay. All right. I'll give her a whirl. I'll give her a whirl. <laughs> yeah. her a whirl. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Officer. You bet, guys. Take Look care. Love you all. You too. You too, pal. How people don't like cops, I'll never I don't, understand. I don't, I don't, I don't get, get it, man. I don't either. Every time I've ever needed help, I went to a cop and they yep. helped me. I know. Period. I don't Just get it. period. Stop breaking the law. I'm not saying that what's happening is right, don't I, get me wrong, but stop breaking the law would help. I don't know. I, I've had way more cops help me than ever did anyone. Oh, no me. question about it. I've only met one jerk cop in my life. I complained. I won't say the name of the bar. It was it was in Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. I complained. It was, they had, you know, cops work the door in uniform. Right. They moonlight. And I, I went in this bar, and I was in there literally 30 seconds. And I walked out. I'm like, have you guys looked in there? That's like 10 times over capacity. Like, that ain't safe. Right. And the, it was an older cop, because you can tell the ones been on the force for a long time, they still wear the old leather motorcycle jackets. And he was an older guy, and he still had that old motorcycle jacket on. Oh, yeah. And uh, he put me in a half Nelson and walked me to the corner. There <laughs> said, you go. He said, mind your own business. <laughs> yeah, mind your own business. There you go. I just had a nice, uh, it just popped into my head because of what we were just talking about, but I, I went over to Costco between the two shows, the morning show and this one, to buy a couple of things, and I'm in line, and this woman who's who's packing my my uh, grocery bag says to me, they're, there's a, they're raising money at Costco for, I believe, childhood cancer. That's what they're fighting, and there's a picture of a little boy in a wheelchair, and he's got all, you know, the whole deal. And she said, would you, would you mind, because uh, we'll just add it to your bill, would you mind donating a dollar to help these children. And I said, yeah, I'll, yeah, absolutely. And then I told her. And she goes, no, it's just a dollar. I said, no, I, I want to do that deal. She goes, you want to give $15? And I said, no, I want to give $50. And 
and she started crying. It was oh. really sweet. She teared up. It was oh like, gosh. what? How old was she? Yeah, about 55, 60. Yeah. Yeah, she started tearing That's up. That's emotional years. It was very I'm that, sweet. I'm that age. I'm very, very, very I'm more sweet. emotional now than I've ever been in my life. I don't oh, know what I'm going to be like. Oh, when you'll I'm be 50. a complete I will be just always crying. No, I'm serious. Right when I hit 55, <laughs> oh my God. I can watch I fear TV. for myself. At 55, I could start watching commercials and they make me cry. I cry oh, commercials yeah. constantly. Oh, yeah. it's songs? Age, man. Songs. It's true. Yeah, a it's song. Just, it hits at a certain age. It does. There's no, no question. But my was, whole life. It was so tough. And then I said to her, and she said, well, thank you so much for your generosity. It's unbelievable. She went on and on. I said, well, thank you for your work. And then she teared up again. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> it was really Well, cool. that's like at the co-op that I grocery shop at. They raise money for a different charity every month. And so they ask if you want to round up. Yeah, round up. Yeah, yeah. And then you can also donate your, if you bring in bags, you get 10 cents off of each bag that you use like right. reusable bag yes, and so yep. you can donate those too and you can also they have these things at checkout where you can do 20 10 or five dollars you like just put it on the belt and they right. scan it and i always round up i always donate my bag thing and i always add five dollars to my thing and one day i asked when somebody was like oh do you want to keep or donate your bag credit and i was like oh donate it and i was like do a lot of people, how many people keep it? How many people are like, no, I want to oh. keep it? And he was like, most. Really? I was like, yeah. really? 30 cents? I know. Especially if you're shopping at a co-op. I mean, yeah, it's not like 30 you cents if you're shopping there at it. Yeah. you need 30 like, cents. Exactly. Like other places, it would be like, yeah, 30 cents can make a difference. Absolutely. For certain people that need every dime they can, for sure. But like, if you're shopping at where I'm shopping, it's not. 30 cents. The only place I use any of that stuff is the, when I get gas. Because I just got gas this morning. It, it was $3.50. Well, you 50, said you had diarrhea. $3.50 a gallon. $3.50? Yeah. Oh, For my premium. God. Well, $3.50 a gallon. $3.50. $3.50. The only good anyway. thing about election years is the low gas prices. So, yeah, exactly. So I use my Cub Rewards card and it dropped it down to, to three thirty. So 20 cents off a gallon. I didn't well, even see, there's a difference between plan. saving. Th- like, if there were something that it was like, oh, push this button and you'll save 30 cents, I would do that. But just not. There's a difference between you want to save 30 cents just because you can and not donating 30 cents yeah. to someone anything, that needs anything it. Anything that anyone wants my email or anything, I just say no. No, I understand No, they that. don't ask for your email. They don't ask for anything. They, they want just... me to fill something out or give me a card. I just say no. Yeah, people say, what's your email? I say, no, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. No, don't want any of that crap. No. It makes complete sense. Because then I, you'll end up with 30,000 credit cards. It's just too card. much yeah. stuff in your life. Yeah. Clutter's your life. I do like the fact that a lot of people are stepping up and trying to help others now. They, they are. They really are stepping yeah. up now to try to help others in need. And, you know, if, if COVID inspired that, then there's one, something good came of COVID. Well, I, <clears throat> I guess. I don't know. But a lot of negative came of COVID, too. Oh, really? Are you sure? <laughs> no. I didn't know no, anything. Mean, I don't negative. mean just the deaths. I mean, I know, I know what you mean exactly. People's acting like psychopaths. Yeah, crazy. Well, I can't wait. Like, I feel like a year from now, we'll just be done with it. I no, think Anthony Fauci said we might be wearing masks for many yeah, more he years. He wants that five hundred thousand for life. <laughs> exactly. I mean, yeah, who wouldn't? And he probably exactly. doesn't donate his bag. 
no. Money. No, he probably <laughs> does not. He probably does not. You know, I think that if it does end, that this it'll go. That people will just go ballistic, and in in a hundred years from now, they'll call this the Roaring Twenties. Oh yeah, you're right. They'll you're call at, it the Roaring Twenties, man, because it'll be so crazy, like the Roaring Twenties were. What happened last time? Yeah, those Roaring Twenties were more of, fun. Because of Swan. What was, what was that? The uh, what flu was that again? I think that could happen again. I this could be too. the Roaring Twenties. Hey, man, be. if there's Gatsby parties, I'm in. Yeah, it could the happen. Gatsby parties. I'm in. It could happen. <laughs> Sign me up. Because okay. I, I think that it's a possibility. Because we're still in the early 20s. Yes, we are. Yep. You know, it's only yep. 2021. So if this is all gone by 2022, it could just explode, and it could be the Roaring Twenties. Mm-hmm. Unless the economy collapses. And then we go into depression. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. a great depression. 1929. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> 3032. 3031. Yeah. I hate to say it, but especially what? Americans. Don't learn from the past. No, we don't. We have, we're not old enough. Our country's not old enough. Yeah. I still don't understand how, how people can sit there and really believe that America is the worst place on earth. Oh, my you God. You really believe that? I, anyone that thinks that, I'm Dude, telling you, go spend, go spend a month in any country in Africa. Pick anyone. Even northern Africa. Go to Marrakesh. Go to Morocco. Even beautiful Morocco, go there for one month and come back and say we're the worst country yeah, in the world. Exactly. Well, that's the thing is none of them have ever been anywhere. You're right. None of right. them know anything about the world outside of what they're told on their you know Twitter pages and by CNN. In Morocco, there's piles that they dump truck dump, dump trucks full of rotten food on the ground and people lay in it and I eat know. it for days. Yes. It, it's disgusting. It, 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 there's so many poor people and it's so bad and we're far <clears> and people are really racist extremely oh racist. you got that and, and they're not just racist by skin color they're racist by finances by everything it's, yes, it's, it's tribalism 30 it's, levels it's, of racism yeah, it's mm-hmm. not racism it's tribalism 30 yeah. levels of racism there's no Alex, doubt about it mm-hmm. next album 30 <laughs> levels of racism it's a brand new album but yeah people today. people the people who say that we're, we're never been anywhere else no. It cracks yeah, me up. I think that's These true. white women yeah. in the suburbs. Oh, they've never yeah, been they anywhere. They left. They, they stay. They stay in White Bear Lake and never leave. Yeah, or they know win, Minnetonka. They yeah. never leave anywhere. They talk to the one black person that works at yeah. the store that they and go they, to. Exactly. And they go down. They, they go <laughs> to exactly Florida right. and Vegas twice a year. Yeah, oh yeah. The, yeah. The two fakest yeah. places on earth. Yeah. There you go. Everything's brand new. Yeah. yeah, well, that's true. Yep. Vegas is definitely well. Vegas has gone way downhill lately, though. It's, it's some places it's easily third world country standards. Off the strip, yes. yes. Off the, North, oh, North God, Vegas. Off the strip. Yeah, do not leave the strip if no. you go to Vegas. Well, it's, Atlantic City is even worse. Well, yeah, Atlantic City's basically <laughs> been abandoned. Yes, yeah. yes yeah. Been it's like ruins. Are those casinos even open anymore? Yeah, there's a couple still. A couple? Yeah, big ones. Yeah. Trump, the Trump one shut down though. Oh yeah, all yeah. that shut down. That's what I thought so. Yeah. I, and and Reno's just as bad. Yep. Reno's yeah. just a big Reno's meth. Is the, a just disaster. a big meth lab. <laughs> it is. Yeah, One right big that. meth lab. It is. Last time I was there, Nancy, I, I drove because I was driving back from California, and I called Nancy and said, hey, why don't you fly out to Reno and meet me? I'll pick you up at the Reno airport. 
we'll, we'll, we can bounce around Reno and go go to New Mexico or something. And so go she, to the horror houses, so, you know. So she flies <laughs> out there, and we're, we're standing in the biggest casino in Reno. It's a nice casino. And I'm looking out in the Paris. streets, and every, every like, third car has, like, people in it. And, the, and they're there all day. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. I'm like, did you notice there's people in, like, every other car? They're, like, everywhere you look, what, there's they people. they live in there? They're in there smoking meth. Yeah, they're getting oh, they're high in there. Meth. And okay. hanging out, messed up. Messed up, hanging out with their buddies. Hanging out in a car is super fun if you're on meth. meth. There's yeah. certain cities that just have massive meth issues. Oh, they, oh yeah, I've seen, yeah, I've seen a video of, uh, I don't know if it's a cop or what, but they go up to this car where this couple, they're in the front seats, they're just completely passed out. You know, they got meth pipes that they're just passed out in the front seats. And then they pan over to the right, and there's their uh, six-year-old kid. He's awake, just sitting there waiting for his parents to wake up from oh their meth haze. Oh, God. Oh. Yeah, that's the kind of thing you see in places like that. Yeah. Oh, my God. And that's what you see in Reno. And unfortunately, West Hollywood's not much better. No? That's, that's pretty heavy duty because the gay community loves oh, meth. Oh, yeah, I suppose. It's very sexual, oh, active drug. That. I didn't know that. Oh, well, meth is powerful sexual, man. So. Very sexual drug. Well, that's, why the, uh, that's why the 70s and 80s businessmen would do bumps of coke all the time. Yeah, but meth, you, do, you smoke a hit of meth, it goes right to your groin. It's right there. It's like, <laughs> it, oh, right uh, it does. It, it goes right to your groin. I was not aware of that. Oh, yeah, right to your crotch. It's like, oh. Ooh, so tingo. That's, that's uh, why it's so, and that's why girls have the biggest addiction to meth. They can't get off it. They, they go oh, down really? the tubes quick because it is very sexual drug. I didn't know that. I oh, no yeah. Idea. Probably the most sexual drug out there. Like I said, I did. I smoked a little geef when I was a kid. I did coke once, and I did uh, acid once, and neither time did it do anything. I've done something. Oh, really? <clears throat> didn't do anything. I think I'd be the opposite. I've, I've, never, I've never smoked pot in my life because I'm like, I think I would be a disaster. It's the only drug I never really liked. I think I'd be an anxious meth. 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 We got to take a break because got a couple of guests, Dr. Jacob yep. Merman and Tom Lehman are up next with the family. Tom here for Shift Real Estate. Last year, about this time when we were making plans for Key West, I met the folks from Shift Real Estate. And when I heard the Shift story, it made sense to me. It made sense to my kids and it makes sense to pretty much everybody that's heard about them. Shift Real Estate saves home sellers thousands of dollars on real estate fees. How do they do it? Shift lists for a flat fee of $5,000. You work with a full-time salaried agent. They take professional photos and videos of your home, list it on the MLS, and market your home online, all for a $5,000 flat fee. Call Shift Real Estate and tell them about your home. Tell them that you heard me talking about it, and they will tell you how you can save $10,000 or more when you list with Shift. It's the common sense way to sell your home. Visit shift2sell.com. That's shift, the number two, sell.com. Because life is expensive enough. Northern Metal Fab right off the interstate in Baldwin, Wisconsin is a custom job shop specializing in large-scale projects. Northern Metal Fab is now hiring for all positions, including welders, painters, and inspectors, to provide quality craftsmanship to their customers. Northern Metal Fab is growing, and their growth is your opportunity. Northern Metal Fab offers competitive pay, excellent benefits, and more. Apply online today at nmfinc.com. That's nmfinc.com. Northern Metal Fab is an equal opportunity employer. 
Hey, it's Tom again for my good friends at Profile by Sanford. I'm all in with my profile journey, and I'm happy to tell you that I've lost weight, and I'm keeping it off. So what's the secret to my success? One word coaching. I have the best. Danette has been amazing. Profile, it's not just, weight loss is not just about one thing. You know, it's about putting all of your unique pieces together and really help you reach and maintain your healthy goals. Makes total sense. And it's not hard. Kelly pointed that out. Even you could do it, Tom. I remember you saying that. (laughs) Well, I had faith in you. I knew that uh, you would really love this program. I knew you would really do well on this program. I knew your history with with other programs. And Mm -hmm. like Danette said, what we do is not a one-size-fits-all program. Um, and right. we are really, really interested in what's going to work for the individual for the long term. Profileplan.com for a location near you. Oh, and mention promo code KQRS for a special discount. Profileplan.com. That's profileplan.com. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Spent a lot of time yesterday uh, communicating with Ryan Winkler because tomorrow is the big day when Ryan Winkler uh, will uh, get together with other members of the House and pass some some marijuana legislation, cannabis legislation. But then the Senate, because it's Republican, will throw it out, unfortunately. I don't understand how booze is okay, but uh, THC is not. But here's a guy who knows, Dr. Jacob Merman. How are you, sir? Hey, Tom. Great. How are you doing? Marvelous. We were just talking about uh, THC and some people smoking. But I don't. I smoked pot when I was a teenager, but I haven't since then. But taking THC, as you know, because Dr. Merman is the one who uh, got me on the straight and narrow with the THC. I sleep very, very. It's funny though, Dr. Merman, because I just I pointed out that if I don't do enough THC, it doesn't put me to sleep. But if I even do a little too much, it gives me nightmares. Isn't that weird? If I do the right amount, it's wonderful. But too little or too much, it doesn't work. Yeah, that's why the pharmacist is there to help you figure out right. all the doses and medication. Yep. That's the advantage of Minnesota program. That is it's true. Great. So what do you think is going to happen tomorrow, Dr. Merman? Well, uh, hopefully uh, the cannabis bills are going to pass. Uh, I mean, my main concern is the one for uh, unprocessed flour. Yes, absolutely. Uh, yeah, because, uh, you know, uh, apparently Minnesota cannabis program is the most expensive in the nation. In the That's nation, the by far. Are the most expensive. Yep. It's not surprising. Well, it's you told me that. I mean, you were in Florida, right? And uh, they're about, what, a third of the price here? Yeah, it's, uh, for my dosage every month is $660 in Minneapolis. <laughs> and in Florida, it's 120 That's the Bachman's. That's the Bachman's. <laughs> oh, I'm blaming the Bachman's. That's nice. Oh, that's who controls it here? No, I, I thought he got, I thought Andrew got out of that oh, business. Oh, did he? I, I thought you know he did. And thought... how many people can afford this much? That's oh, God. Problem, you know? It's very, people... I mean... It's it's extremely expensive in Minnesota. Yes. Yeah, and and so we are trying to get flour approved, and you know it did pass in a health committee in March, which is great. Mm-hmm. And uh, you were saying Republicans, Republicans, but nine people out, uh, six people out of nine on that health committee are Republicans, and it passed unanimously. Good, glad to hear. I don't think the Republicans would stop it in Minnesota. I think Gazelka would. Oh, it, maybe. I hope not. Uh, you know, I think if it gets a good hearing in Senate, it should pass. 
uh, I mean, in the house, I think it's hidden in this huge bill that's going through, and that should pass that way. Um, I love Democrats. Uh, but, that uh, always that. They always sneak it in under the under the threshold. Why did they pass it in the first the place in pill form only? That was the dumbest thing I've ever heard of in my life. Like, why? No, there's reason. I mean, it's easier to control the doses and stuff right, when, when right. it's proper pharmaceutical medication. You know. I spent most of my adult life in in Hollywood and West Hollywood, and we always had dispensaries. Always, you could always walk into a dispensary in West Hollywood and buy pot. Oh really? Oh yeah, since the since the nineties. I didn't know uh, that. Yeah, oh, it's, always. It's okay, but but in Minnesota we have the pharmacists, and I've had a problem, like sending people to a dispensary in uh, California, for example. I have a, a patient right now in California, and they're not getting as much good advice as uh, as people here uh, in Minnesota from our pharmacists. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. You got a bunch of young kids working these dispensaries and i was actually just in denver and their their dispensary is just blown up there's one on every other corner god they're packed and their blinds are on the block and it killed the real estate market for any other business because they'll pay anything for a building so if you're a mechanic or a carpenter you can't rent a warehouse space anymore because all the growers (laughs) took them all yeah no, I, uh, but I, I'm getting very good results in Minnesota with people. People are reporting good results. The only problem is many of them can't get enough medicine, and so the results right. are kind of so-so because, yeah. and I'm asking them, how are, you, how, how are you doing? And, well, it helps a little bit. And I'm like, uh, well, and if, and if you take enough, is it going to help more? Oh, huh, for sure, it's life-changing, but I can't afford it. Right. That's right. the problem. Right. I believe we have Tom Lehman on the phone. That's great. So Tom is working with uh, with the legislature, and uh, I'm hoping he can tell us uh, like what the progress is and what we can do to kind of uh, help it along. Hi, Tom. Hi. Hi, everybody. Hi, Tom. Nice talking well, to you. Where we, we got two where we are in the progress process, rather, is that we're in the closing days of the 2021 legislative session, and Flower is in the House Health and Human Services. Uh, bill because this is regulated by the Department of Health. It's not in the Senate Health and Human Services bill, but the Senate is supportive. And I expect that in the next day or two, uh, the House and Senate Conference Committee dealing with this will approve adding flour to the medical program in Minnesota, which is good news for patients. It is. For poor people, particularly Mr. Lehman, because poor people cannot afford THC in this state. No way. It's too expensive. And, and that, you know, we're, we're in sort of a, a vicious cycle where the program is expensive, so people don't enroll. The fewer people that enroll, the more expensive the products get. Because <laughs> the, the few manufacturers right. can only spread their costs among, you know, across the population. And if we're spreading their manufacturing costs of oil, which is very expensive to process, good news about flour is that it's cheap. You grow it, right. you dry it, you're done. Uh, with the oils, you have to grow it and then extract it, and there's chemists and PhDs and scientists doing all this stuff, which really adds to the cost. So current programs are very expensive, so people who would be benefiting from medical cannabis are priced out of the market. Um, yep. Once we get flour, when we get flour, and I think we will this year, yep. prices are expected to drop by about 50% at least for yep. Minnesota patients, 50% price cut and that's that's good news it'll bring people into the program who could be benefiting they can't afford it it'll it'll uh be a blow to the illicit market 
Um, and the good news for patients is if you buy off the street, you don't know what's in it. Right. Um, if you're going to be buying flour from the regulated program, it'll be inspected by state health department inspectors. There's not going to be any chemicals, any pesticides, any heavy metals. You're going to know what you get mm-hmm. exactly, as opposed to you know buying from somebody where you don't know what's in it. You don't know if, it's, if there's chemicals in it. Um, it's just not good. So patients are looking forward to this. Patients have been very vocal and active at the Capitol. That's who got the law passed the first time. It was patients telling their stories, and it's patients who are making the difference this year by saying, I have cancer, I have Crohn's, I have ALS. My doctor tells me, like Dr. Merlin tells me, cannabis will help me, but I can't afford it. What right. do I do? Um, so we're looking, we're looking forward to moving forward this year because Minnesota is the only state in the country that doesn't allow flour. Isn't that amazing? Minnesota's always like, we're the only state in the country. That's why I, said, I don't understand why they did pill form. It's... Yeah, well, I don't know. It worked for me. but So, Tom, i, I got to ask you a question. Is there any chance, because I take THC to sleep, and it works like a charm, is there any way if I take THC that I won't suck at golf anymore, or is that not part of it? <laughs> you take acid. Yeah, well, maybe I I'm the... I'm the other Tom. I know you are. I know, but I just, since you had the name, I had to go with it. (laughs) I always tell people there's two Tom Lehmans in Minnesota famous for their golfing skills. One's famous for how good he is, and he won the British Open. The other is famous for how bad he is. That's me. (laughs) We're shoulder to shoulder, Tom. You need to take a hit of ass and play golf. (laughs) Take a hit of ass and play golf. That's really great. Did you ever see that pitcher, pro pitcher? Yes. He did no-hitter games all on acid. You know why? Because I guess your rhythm gets just Oh, you're perfect. focused, micro-focused, yep. man. Yep. Your rhythm gets wonderful because you're micro-focused. He wrote a book about that. It's a pretty good book. So, in other words, Mr. Lehman, it's not going to help my golf game. All right, never mind. Don't worry about my feelings. You'll be as good as you ever were. How's oh, that? thank you. That's really helpful, Tom. That's really going to help me out a lot. Yeah, but, guys, we need to tell the listeners what to do to, uh, to help this bill along. Uh so, what? Who are we going to call for that? And uh, Ryan well, Winkler. If Ryan Winkler is, is fine from here in Golden Valley, but if, yep. if people are interested in supporting this, they can get a pencil and paper, and I'll give you a phone number to call. Here, um, you really should call your state senator. The state house is, is supportive of this, and and most a lot of state senators are as well. But it doesn't hurt to call your state senator. And if you don't know who they are, you can call 651-296-0504 and give your address, and they'll tell you who your state senator is and and what their phone number is. Again, that number is 651-296-0504. And if you get, you know, call your state senator and just say, hey, I support adding flour to the medical cannabis program. We're the only state that doesn't do it. Our prices are too expensive. Minnesota patients are being harmed. You can fix this by supporting flour this year. Yeah, that's a wonderful thing. I, 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 it's been three years for me now. I went and saw Dr. Merman. Tom, I went and saw Dr. Merman a few years ago, and we talked at length about a number of things. I've been on THC. I, have, I literally did not sleep for about 
45 years. <laughs> I didn't. From the time I was 19 till I was like 64 years old, I never, ever slept. I didn't for 10 years. I just doing cocaine all and the <laughs> Well, that, that's not the reason I couldn't sleep because I wasn't doing cocaine. But, no, I just, I literally, you know, I had a very stressful, you know, well, I have PTSD because I had a very stressful childhood and all that stuff, and it just stayed with me. But THC, it, it, I sleep really, really well. As long as I really pay attention, take the right dosage, which is easy to do, uh, I sleep really, really well. And it's, uh, I feel much better. Don't you guys, Andy and Alex, anything I'm much more even keel now since I've been on THC? Not really. Okay, well, never mind. Never mind. I knew I that was coming. Why would you even Do- ask that? Tom and Jacob, I thought I was going to get a little amen from them, but no, not really. You, you still are nuts. First thing I thought was, so why would you even ask your kids that? Yeah, why would no. I ask my children? Yeah. Why? Or Catherine. You definitely, or Catherine. You definitely sleep a lot better. I sleep a lot better, yeah. You know no. better to ask your kids or Catherine no, anything you're right. good about yourself. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You're get a no, no question. Oh my God! I, it's just no. It's been it's been absolutely terrific. I really like. And by the way, Doctor Merman, I haven't even talked to you about this yet. But uh, well, I think I did at the very beginning because I got on THC. When I got I got on THC, I weighed I believe three sixteen. I weighed three hundred sixteen pounds. And in the last three years, I'm now down to like two two forty three, and I want to get down to about two fifty. I'm going to lose a hundred pounds. And That's a lot of that. I, I see it all the time. Yep. Uh, my, my record, you know what the record is for one of my patients for weight loss? Hmm. Just from cannabis, just from sleeping better. Mm-hmm. 180 pounds in wow. two years. Wow. God, that's amazing. That's wonderful. Because you sleep yeah. much better. Just yesterday, somebody said 30 pounds in four months they lost just by sleeping wow. better. I'll no tell you, sleep, sleep for me is detrimental. I have to sleep. If, oh, if God, I don't yeah, get my eight hours a night, I'm oh, unfunctional. You're right. Yeah, it's horrible. Yeah, horrible. It is no yeah. doubt. No, I, I, I actually, I, I didn't sleep for a very long time. I was under a very stressful job situation. You never had and, a job in your life. What well, are you talking about? It was about? a project. No, it's production. a project. We went so, from a job to well, a project. A, there, I like that. It was, a, it was for a net, it was a network television gig, it was. Yeah, and it, it, was, it yep. was very high stress. And I didn't sleep for seven days, and I ended up having a seizure. Oh, right in the middle, right in the middle of a big, huge television conference, I had a massive seizure, and when I woke up, I lost all memory. I didn't. They, the, the, my wife was there, and they go, "Do you know this woman? I have never saw her before in my life." Uh, I knew my name and I knew my birth date, but I didn't know where I was. They said I was in D.C. I'm like, I'm not in D.C. I don't know anyone Uh-oh. in D.C. Whoops. And all from not sleeping. Yeah, that'll oh, yeah, do it. It can be very wow. unhealthy, no doubt about that. But wow. So, Doctor Merman, I, I do want to tell people. That exactly what Mr. Layman said. Reach out to your representatives. Reach out to your senators. Reach out to, if you want to reach out to the governor, whoever it is. We need to get this done. And the thing that upsets me, look, I'm centrist. I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. I, I look favorably on both sides, and I look unfavorably on both sides because they do some things that drive me nuts. But I, 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 I do not understand the Republican stance here that booze is okay but THC, the sleep, is not. I, don't, I mean, come on. I don't think the Republicans have that stance anymore, Tom. Well, it sure looks like in the they're start. They're losing I mean. it. No. Are they losing it? Now? Good. Good. Glad to I hear I think it. they're losing it. Because it's, uh, it's about I mean, money, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's way safer. Cannabis is way safer than booze. Yeah. 
Most people say it because it's easy to road test somebody if they're drunk, but yeah. not if they're high. That like, there's not help, a yeah. quick way of... That's well, the, well, they're, they're yeah. coming out with that. L, you know, in L.A., you can pull over and they blood test you on the spot. Oh, really? Absolutely, that man. so long to get that L.A. Going. blood test you right on the spot, right on the, right on the scene. I never even knew that. Oh, yeah. I've been blood tested lots of times in L.A. For uh, good reason. No. <laughs> he goes, no. It's because of my look. You look like your blood is weird. Yeah. Let me, <laughs> let me look at it. Yeah, let me take a gander. So, yeah, Dr. Merman, uh, Mr. Lehman, what should people do? Because there are many, many, many people out there. Flour is very important, so so all people can afford the product. What can the average person listening to the show right now, other than, you know, yes, reach out to your senator, reach out certainly to your, your House uh, representative, uh, what else can they do? Well, if any questions, uh, you know, lifemedical.us, uh, send me an email. I'll tell people uh, uh, if there's anything else. But right now, in the next couple of days, just call the senator, uh, your uh, yep. senator from your district. Because uh, House is more or less okay, I, I'm hearing. Yes. But uh, yep. the Senate is still an issue. So, um, yeah, so we have to uh, make these calls. Um and- and, Tom, if I can jump in, I just want to make clear to, to folks, this is separate. This is a separate discussion and a separate bill from Representative Winkler's uh, cannabis legalization bill. Oh, okay. This, okay. this, this is only uh, dealing with the state medical cannabis program, which is only available to people who meet qualifying conditions. They're They have a terminal illness. They have cancer. Right. Oh, yeah. They have uh, ALS or other things. This is talking about adding flour only for the medical program. Okay. Which, which again, Senator Gazelka has, has been very clear. He's, he's been skeptical on, on recreational cannabis, as are a lot of Senate Republicans. But on medical, uh, Senate Majority Leader Gazelka has said he wants to do what's best for Minnesota patients and yep. help Minnesota yep. patients get affordable medicine. So I just want to be clear for listeners. There's yep. two separate issues here. A cannabis legalization bill which the House is expected to pass tomorrow with bipartisan support. Uh, it will go to the Senate. The Senate's not expected to take action on it. But the medical cannabis flower provision, as Dr. Meerman said earlier, was heard in the Senate Health Committee, which is chaired by a Republican, majority Republicans in that committee. That bill passed out unanimously to the Senate floor, with all Republicans and all Democrats supporting it, mm-hmm. and it's expected to be adopted in the conference committee dealing with health care issues. That's wonderful news. We are. Why do you think it is that Minnesotans, they, they, I don't know. I look. I grew up in North Minneapolis, and I watched uh, what they were doing out there in the suburbs. And it's always about, oh, he's too uh, cocky. We got to knock him down a peg. Oh, we can't have that flower. We can't have all people buying it. Everybody talks about helping the poor, helping those less fortunate. But then every time they get a chance to in Minnesota, they don't do it. Uh, that that does I mean, upset look, me. Here's North Dakota did it before us. Yes, That's well, saying yeah, something well, right there. there. North that Dakota is the up. most stoic place on in the United States. Hey, exactly. But I don't know why. Why do you guys think it is that Minnesotans always have to be the last one in when it comes to anything like that? Well, on, on this issue, Tom, it was it was Governor Dayton. Remember this? this yeah. The medical program passed under Governor Dayton, and he was willing to sign it only if law enforcement signed off on the provisions, right. which is why right. our program is so conservative to the point where, it, I won't say it doesn't work, but it doesn't work nearly as well as it should. Right. Go to a, 
25 other states, it works well. People are getting their medicine. It's helping them, and they can afford it. Here, it's limited. People can't afford it. They're not getting their medicine. Even, even, even the people that can afford it, the access is very hard. Is it? Yeah. Access it, is it, limited, too. Yeah. Again, there's only... Under the original bill, there was only one dispensary allowed in each congressional district. Yeah. So there God. were only eight in the entire state. <laughs> that access is horrible. <laughs> that's, uh, that's now changed uh, through, through the Walls administration. So now there's two per congressional district. Ooh. So there's 16 in the state, Ooh. Uh, which still is not, yeah. you know, particularly for rural Minnesota. Like there's 16, I mean, if you there's, don't live in Wilmer... There's, you don't live in Wilmer or Moorhead. you got to drive to the city. There's yep. 16 on uh, one, one block in, a, in Hollywood. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. yeah. about right. You know, I'll tell you we, what, we, we allow prescription on every corner. You know, pharmacies are everywhere. This is medicine that should be equally accessible to people. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. But what helped a lot in the last year is that we were allowed to certify people uh, virtually on Zoom or phone. Sure. And so now people from central Minnesota can actually oh, that's uh, good get, idea. The, get the medicine. Because before that, they would have to drive like five hours sure. to my office. And yeah, now they a, don't have to. That's it's a all good idea. Virtual. It is great. But, but, Tom, I should mention this. I, he, he didn't uh, mention it to me, but Dr. Merman uh, had me doing that before COVID even hit because he didn't want me coming into his office and embarrassing him. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Well, he probably was scaring other patients waiting uh, in the waiting room. <laughs> hey, I was scaring people whenever I came in. Now, Dr. Merman, you made it so easy and so simple to get this done. Uh, we need to, to we need the people to get the help that particularly so stressed out as they are now because of COVID-19 and all the rest of it. People that I have noticed that people are stepping up and really, really helping one another, which is a great sign. But people are very stressed out, and this, I think, would help them quite a bit. For sure. Get a little sleep, calm down, everything would be good. So, again, uh, do we have the number again, uh, Mr. Lehman, the numbers that people should call? Certainly. It's, it's, it's at the Capitol in St. Paul. It's 651-296-0504. And when they answer, say, I'm trying to track down the phone number for my state senator. Here's my address. Here's my zip code, and they can tell you who it is. I love it, Doc. And, yeah. and I'll keep that Very number. Easy to do. People uh, d- didn't write it down. LifeMedical.us or our number is 952-933-8900. And we can always get you that information, too. You guys are both terrific. I appreciate your time today. You're really, really going to help a lot of people. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Bye. Absolutely. Have a good day. Take care. You too. Bye. Yeah, it's uh, Minnesota. Six hundred and sixty dollars for what costs a buck twenty in I Florida. I don't say he's, he, he. I'm glad he mentioned that it's separate from the the guy who's trying to make it recreational legal. Yeah. So I went actually come when sent him a message yesterday. Ryan, I believe it. I believe it was. I'm, I'm not going to say for sure, but it's somebody in that organization saying that if we legalize it. It will end the gang problem in Minnesota. Oh, and I'm like, get what? the hell out of here. He, he's like, that's that's 80% or 60% of the revenue. I'm like, what, what era do you live in? Mm. 1960? I said, today it's all opiates and crack and mess. Yeah, yeah, they exactly. pot ain't 60% yep. of their income. Oh, yeah, and no old. one's getting killed over pot. Yeah. No.
They're all pressing fentanyl into pills and selling yeah. it as Vicodin. But that's what that yeah. was their ploy to, to scare people into voting for this. Yeah. So uh, I, I called him out on it. No, I understand. <laughs> no, I understand. All right, that's going to do it. We'll talk to you tomorrow with the family.